This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's night two of the Andrea K Show coming at you here from the AM 1170 KCBQ studios in San Diego. And joining me in this hour is none other than my partner in crime, DJ Carrot Sticks. Hello. <laughs> Are you the Big Bopper, baby? Yeah, I didn't even really know that was a person, Big you, Bopper. You've never heard of the Big Bopper? I thought it was something that they people called each other in the 50s. <laughs> I thought they were boppers. <laughs> Oh, he's such a child. He's so young. Although, Not really. Well, happy happy birthday tomorrow, by the way. Thank you. All right. Oh, joining me also is all my faithful friends out there who I love so much on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for sharing this time with me. If you're, if you're new, this is the first time listening to the Andrea K. Show. I'm on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. Same thing on Facebook. Glad to have you joining me tonight. Also joining me tonight is, I've got three guests with me tonight. I've got Matthew Boyle from Breitbart. His ears must have been burning because I was talking about him last night with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. He's going to be here to talk about Trump and breakdown and the poll numbers and all that kind of stuff that's happening with Trump today. I'm going to shift gears a little bit tonight. My girl, Della B, couldn't be with me. She's on vacation, but have no fear. Those of you who are interested in the entertainment industry uh, and Hollywood, we're going to have a little Hollywood report, but it's going to have a crime spin to it. My buddy Steph Watts, an amazing investigative crime reporter, is going to be here to talk about some breaking news out of Hollywood, which really didn't come as too much of a surprise. But you're going to want to stay tuned for that. You know we love to get into economics and business. AK means business here on the Andrew K Show, so I always like to get into that on Tuesdays. And we've got a Big economic news coming down this week, later on in the week, out of the UK, actually. And it's Brexit, which is the vote on whether or not Britain is going to leave, Great Britain is going to leave the EU. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk some small business. My buddy Kalyan Pokola is going to be here in the AK Means Small Business business segment. And uh, we've got an interesting topic there. Actually, when Kalyan and I discussed what to, to discuss tonight on tonight's show, we came up with something that actually affected a friend of mine. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for him. And then we're going to end the show tonight with my award, my award of the week for last week's fool, this week's tool. I put it out there. I, I actually mentioned it last night, tossed out a couple of names. Seems like we might have a consensus actually on who the winners might be for that. Um, so, you know, I always like to see if there's like a through line and all the stories that I got to talk about kind of make it a little bit interesting and outing kind of seemed to be the through line tonight. We got poll numbers that are out with the Orlando transcript was finally out. We're going to talk about that. Corey Lewandowski is still out. Does that mean Trump's brashness is going to be out? Is he going to shift gears? Uh, is Britain going to be out as we talked about that? But you know who's really out supposedly somewhere? The wife of the terrorist 
According to Loretta Lynch, as if we didn't think the story could get any worse in terms of what this administration has done and handled it, we find out now today that the Department of Justice and the FBI has lost the wife, a woman who helped him plan the attack, allegedly by her own admission, helped him buy the arms, helped him case the joint, and they don't know where she is. They've lost track of her, they say. And it's said so casually, like you lose tra- like you can never find that second sock, you know, in the dryer or like I lost my keys today. Let me tell you, when last night we talked about the propaganda coming out of this administration and coming out of the media, the media. This is straight up more, more propaganda, because let me tell you, we're not stupid, Loretta Lynch. We know that if you guys don't know where she is, first of all, we don't even necessarily believe you when you say you don't know where she is. Drew Rutberg made a quip that he said he wasn't even joking about. He said, search the White House. But if they don't know where she is, it's because they turn their head and let her run. They don't want to know where she is. They're glad that she's off somewhere and they don't have to make a decision to do what they know that they should do, which is to arrest her. There's no other explanation for this. And speaking of explanations, I was on Craig's sewing show earlier at six o'clock. You guys know I do a Tuesday with AK segment. And you know, there's been so much going on with this case that it has forced people to finally start asking some questions about what is really going on. It's past the point of being able to even remotely make a reasonable excuse for this administration anymore. Trump asked it last week. I posed the question to Dr. Gorka. So many people don't want to go there. It is the Obama administration and then on flowing downward, including Loretta Lynch and the FBI and the DHS and others. Are they lacking courage? Are they stupid? Or is there something else going on? And, and I wish that the posing that question did not make people recoil in their own fear. So much of what's going on with this story, like we talked about yesterday with the scrubbing of the transcripts. And the ridiculous speech that the FBI spokesperson gave down there at the press conference, so much of that, what's that about? It's about keeping the truth from the American people. It's about scrubbing the reality from the American people. They don't want to tell us the truth and they don't want to allow us to speak the truth because we're also being beaten down with a political correctness stick. So, uh, you know, why is it that we can't ask if there's something else going on? Why are we not allowed to connect the obvious dots here that we haven't? You know what my theory is? My theory is I agree with the with the brilliant mind, as I said last night of, you know, Chachi from Joni Loves Chachi. The guy's either a Muslim sympathizer or he's a Muslim. Let's, you know, and, and, and I actually said on Craig's sewing show earlier, he's obviously anti-American. This is a man who was not raised here on the mainland. He spent most of his youth being raised in a Muslim country with Muslims. And if there's nothing wrong with the great religion of Islam, then why is it wrong to say that he's a Muslim? How can that be? How can that be some kind of slur against him if there's nothing wrong with Islam? And then he did end up spending his high school years in Hawaii, but, th- but, He said in his book, the American people elected a man who said, I will stand with the Muslims should the political winds shift in an ugly direction. This is a man who every opportunity criticizes Christianity and props up Islam and scapegoats America and blames America. I said, in addition to either being a Muslim or a Muslim sympathizer, he is patently anti-American. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know that we want to go there and say that. Why can't we say that? 
I'm going to pose it out there to the Andrea K. Show listeners. Give me your theory. What is it? Is he lacking courage? Is he stupid? Or is there something else going on? And tell me what you think it is. Let's be honest about it. It's like Nani Darwish said, we must be courageous enough to name the enemy in its location. Our military pledged to defend us against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that doesn't mean I'm saying he's an enemy. What I'm saying is we have to be bold enough to be honest. Every elected official all the way down, whether it's, you know, involving the tax collector, local tax collector, all the way up to the president are supposed to be employees of the people. We are supposed to scrutinize them. Everything about them is supposed to be available for scrutiny and critique and criticism. So why is it that I'm not allowed to say that he's anti-American. Tell me what he has done that's pro-American. If he loved America so much, why has he been trying to transform it? Why has he gone all around the world attacking America every opportunity he gets? Why would he go to uh, a prayer breakfast on a Christian day and criticize the Christians and attack them and blame the Crusades on the Christians? Every opportunity, everything he does is either a criticism of America or an attack on America or to blame America. Four Americans die, as we talked about last night. Everybody knows about in Benghazi. What did he do? It blamed America, blamed a video, blamed free speech. The future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet. Tell me when he has said the future does not belong to those who want to destroy America. When has he ever said that? Where is his pro-American stance? So no, I'm not going to sit here for fear of losing friends or fear of losing a business association or anything in any way, I will use my voice and I will speak up because that's what America is supposed to be about. We got Paul Ryan saying that Trump's idea to halt immigration from countries that are terrorist-based, that's not our values here. Our values here are supposed to be and the American values of free speech, the First Amendment, and the Second Amendment. And it's like I said when this gun control thing came up. I think it's, I think I said it on Fox 5 immediately. It goes about gun control. I don't know if I said it here on the Andrea K show. Our forefathers understood our country was founded on the belief that our rights came from God, not from man. And that the role of the government was to protect those freedoms, not have them given away by legislatures who were either too lazy are too politically correct or had their own agenda to transform America and give it away. That's not what this country was supposed to be about. So if you love this country, you're not, and you're, if you're pro-American, you're not going to try to destroy the fabric of America. You're going to want to uphold every aspect of America. You're, you're going to be nationalistic. You're going to want to seal those borders. You're not going to go to the American people and say, that, oh, oh it's, there's no safety issue. And like John Kerry came out today, you're not going to do like Loretta Lynch did today saying the best way to fight Islamic terror is with love. What? You're not going to do everything you can if you love America. You're not going to do everything you can to lie to the American people like they did today. And shame on any media outlet, including Fox News today, who continued to say that they finally released the transcripts. No, they did not release the transcripts. Not, they did not fully release the transcripts because they took out the war cry. It is not the same thing. Allah is not simply God in Arabic. When he shouted, and like they all do in these terrorist attacks, Allahu Akbar, that's a war cry from a, from an act, during an act of war. And the reason why they do that is twofold. First of all, they don't want Islam equated and these attacks, they don't want the attacks equated to Islam. And they don't want Islam equated with terror. 
It's also about wanting to provide a moral equivalency with Christianity. And it's also about one reason why they did that. It's also to continue to push one God, one world and one God, because underlying all of it, and we're going to talk about this when we talk about Brexit later, underlying a a whole lot of this, Obama's plan and so much of the left and the Marxists and the progressives is one world. And they can't get it over on us. They, they, they've got to they've got to destroy the Judeo-Christian principles and the fabric of America in order to do it. We're going to take a break. We're going to uh, come back on the other side. We're going to talk to Matthew Boyle and we're going to get into some of the other hot topics of the day involving Trump and the con- convention and poll numbers. So don't go anywhere because we've got more of the Andrew K. Show on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. You know, most people think when the stock market falls, everyone loses money. But guess what? That's not true. There's a select group of people who reap in huge profits even when the market falls. How would you like to know what they know so you can make money in any market condition? Online Trading Academy has just produced a new video called How to Make Money When the Markets Fall. They would like to send you home with this free video when you attend one of their free half-day classes. This will help you understand how to make money when the market is up, down, or sideways. Once you understand how to make money in all kinds of market conditions, everything changes. Stop losing money. Stop losing sleep. Watch this video. Learn what Wall Street doesn't want you to know. Call Online Trading Academy now at 844-399-TRADE. That's 844-399-8723. 844-399-TRADE. This can change everything. Call 844-399-TRADE or online at tradingacademy.com. Hi, my name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I wish I had the in-studio cam tonight because I'm getting some serious chair jam going on here. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, for these amazing 90s throwback jams. Matthew Boyle joins me to talk about all things Trump. Hey, Matt, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so Lewandowski is out, and oh my gosh, I mean, the the drama that the media has made of this situation is astounding to me. And I got to thinking about why are they making such a big dang deal out of this? And then um, 
I was starting to hear so much about the pivot and what this pivot means. And then it started to become very clear to me, Matt. And it's because there's a push by the media to try to Romney Trump as though they're going to create a narrative that Lewandowski had to go because Trump's brash style has to go and he has to suck up to the establishment. And to me, it's the media establishment trying to force Trump to go to a certain position. Am I wrong? Uh, I think you're exactly right. I think the mainstream media, the Democratic Party, and the institutional left is extraordinary. And some members of the Republican establishment that would like to see Hillary Clinton win the election uh, are, are, are trying to steer Trump in a direction that is not productive to him winning in November. Uh, that being said, I think all signs are, uh, I mean, pretty much every sign out of the Trump campaign and, and, and from Mr. Trump himself is that he's not changed one bit since he won the Republican nomination, became the presumptive nominee about a, uh, a little over a month ago now. Well, good. Um, well, good, because and, and, part, and, part of one of the things that I've heard is that the, one of the reasons why he needed to pivot was because, oh my gosh, he's had such a horrible three weeks. And I'm thinking, well, who's responsible for that? Why didn't the Republican Party come out and support him when he, if I was running for president and I wanted to seal the border and because of that, I was called a racist all day long, I don't think I'd be particularly comfortable with Coulier as my judge either. Why didn't the Republican Party come out and support him in that? We all know that ju- that judges have a point of view that affects them. Otherwise, nobody would be concerned about the Supreme Court. So maybe yeah, if the look, Republican think, Party had supported him, he wouldn't have been it, it had such bad weeks. Yeah, I think I think at this point, any Republican that is not full uh, full throatedly supporting Donald Trump is is secretly supporting Hillary Clinton, uh, and they want the Democrats to win the election for you know whatever reason. Sometimes some of these people may be considering running in four years if Trump does lose, and that's their their you know their uh, you know really sinister way of trying to put Clinton in the White House, and then they get to run. And it, it, the, all of those games um, are, are are really you know. The disturbing that we're seeing that from several establishment Republicans. That being said, I think things are looking actually pretty good for Donald Trump right now. Look, he's he's shaking up the campaign a little bit here. Uh, he's you know creating a machine that operates. Uh, what we saw today during the uh, Hillary Clinton speech, uh, where the economic speech where she came after him, was we saw a fully functional Trump campaign in a way that we haven't seen in a long time in terms of they were churning out opposition research and rapid mm-hmm. response. Uh, in response to Hillary Clinton uh, in a way we haven't seen before. Uh, they're gearing up their fundraising operation. They're, they're, they're gearing up their communications operation. They are pivoting to the general election. They're building out the team necessary to do so. And might I add, uh, you know, for the last month or so, it, you know, yeah, it's been a rough few weeks as the media has completely, uh, you know, uh, aggressively turned on Trump and tried to undermine his candidacy as he's become the Republican nominee. But most importantly here, uh, the uh, you know the polling numbers are showing that you know despite them throwing everything and, and not just the media but also the Clinton campaign the entire institutional left uh, the Clintons are up with ads in key states around the country and Donald Trump remains uh, they've thrown everything they've got at him in the last three or four weeks and they have not been able to budge he, they have not been able to budge yeah but well but the, see that still- well well but that's you and Larry Sabato see it the same way but I turn on you know the news this morning and it's like oh my gosh did everybody see the Quinnipiac poll Quinnipiac poll however you pronounce it oh it's just death knell for Trump he's just lost so much ground he better switch gears it's all about that push no, to try to make him pivot 
Right. The Quinnipiac poll shows uh, in, the, in the key states, in Pennsylvania and Ohio, he's running neck and neck with Hillary Clinton. He's a little bit behind her in Florida. Uh, but in, in, if you look at some other state polls from around the country, so whether it be Ohio polls, uh, Pennsylvania polls, Florida polls, et cetera, some of these battleground polls, Virginia polls, uh, they're showing a neck-and-neck neck race between Trump and Clinton in key states. Look, I don't care what the national polls show. We don't have a national presidential election. Right. We have 50 individual elections for electoral votes, and whoever gets the 270 electoral votes in each state that votes ends up uh, sending electors to the Electoral College, and the Electoral College decides who the next president is. Well, right, and, you know— 70 votes win. Yeah, and you know, I, um, I think I think there's— I think there's very few people that look at any poll, especially right now, and and look at it and, and just accept it at face value. On top of it, Larry Sabato said, looking at that Quinnipiac poll today, he said the the questions that they asked are not even historically a basis that anybody you know makes a decision to vote on. I mean, some of their questions were just ridiculous, and that and it's all because it's really meant to try to force Trump to change who he is. That's gotten him to where he is, and that's what yeah, that, but we're that's not seeing. And this is the this is the key thing. I mean, I just I I really can't stress this enough we have not seen i mean i talked to mr trump a week and a half ago we have not seen him change at all and i don't think you're gonna see him change. good i think he is remaining who he is true to who he is and then look tomorrow we're gonna see him go out there and really lay it to lay the wood to hillary clinton and really lay out exactly uh you know all this clinton cash stuff all the foreign money that she's connected to etc uh we're gonna see a more pro- uh, we might see a more professionalized trump mm-hmm. in that he's gonna do it in a more uh, you know, presidential way, but that doesn't mean he's going to lose a fla- one bit of the flavor of the, uh, you know, the energy and the policies that he supported throughout the course of the primary. And I think that's important. He has to stay true to that stuff because that's what's elevated him to this position. Absolutely. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrew K. Show, and we're talking to Matthew Boyle from Breitbart. In fact, I saw an interview with him where he was asked, "Do you do you regret?" Uh, calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas, and he said, "Yes, I do regret calling her Pocahontas." Because it was an insult to Pocahontas, you know, kind of a classic joke. And I laughed. I mean, it was vintage Trump. But I have noticed that he's been a little bit more disciplined. When he was asked about should there be profiling, he was very careful to not say racial profiling. Because, see, those are the buzzwords. That's like the left calling it, you know, um, an AK-47 or an assault rifle when it's really not an assault rifle. You know what I mean? They're really, they really love to trap you and, and use words in a certain way to evoke certain emotions. And he's been much more careful and measured. Uh, but I do believe that he's going to still be true to who he is. Speaking of hitting Hillary hard, I think you guys have an article about 40-something pages of secret DNC docs talking about Hillary's vulnerabilities. I mean, come on, Paul Ryan. Instead of threatening to sue Donald Trump, how about doing some attacks? Where's the Republican Party hitting her for this? I mean, I I could sit here and take the entire hour and not get through all of the scandals involving that Clinton Foundation. These aren't just vulnerabilities. Vulnerabilities is, you know, somebody who had an affair back in the day or whatever. I mean, this is like serious stuff, right? Yeah, look, I, you know, what's what's really interesting is a story came out over the last week and the media brushed this over as fast as they could. And this is a so important story. I want to zone in on it. It's the Russian government apparently hacked and obtained Hillary Clinton's emails from the time that she was secretary of state. How the heck did the Russian government get a hold of those emails? That should be troubling to every single American. Hillary Clinton put America at risk with, uh, you know, when she was at uh, secretary of state and did that homebrew server uh, that was, you know, in 
contravention of State Department guidelines, and she knew it was, and she did it anyway so that she could avoid accountability and hide 30,000 emails, which have since been deleted. And we can only presume that those emails hide the evidence of widespread financial corruption that has been documented by uh, my colleague here at Breitbart, Peter Schweitzer, in the book uh, Clinton Cash, that details how, uh, as Trump says, Hillary Clinton turned the State Department uh, into hers and Bill's private uh, personal hedge fund. This is unacceptable. It needs to be exposed. And the media is doing everything they can to not talk about it. Look, here's the difference between 2012, 2008, any other previous election cycle in 2016. There is a strong conservative media. Uh, the Republican Party has actually beefed up their efforts as well. Uh, we at Breitbart stand ready, as do a lot of our uh, counterparts throughout the rest of the country. Talk radio, uh, the Drudge Report, Daily Caller, all of these other places, these are conservative outlets stand ready to step in and do the job that the mainstream media won't do. We had a story today that detailed how Politico actually employs most of the reporters and editors. I went through all of their voter registration forms. They're all Democrats, mm -hmm. and they claim to be objective. They're registered Democrats. They're working for Hillary Clinton. They're, they're doing everything they can to undermine Donald Trump. The difference between this cycle and previous cycles is that they don't control all the narrative anymore. They still have a huge influence over it. But they don't control it all. And that's why you're seeing the media fight as hard, harder this time around than last time, because they know that if Trump breaks through, then the whole thing falls apart. The whole kitten caboodles over. The game is done. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the consulting class is done. The mainstream media is finished. And, and, and all of this, you know, this gamesmanship here inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C. is finished. That's why we call our headquarters on Capitol Hill here at Breitbart. We call it the embassy. The way we look at it is we are fighting from behind enemy lines here in Washington, D.C. The people in this town on Capitol Hill and in Washington, D.C., and in many cases, this is in both parties, Hi, though Republicans tend to be more on the side of the American people, are working against ordinary Americans everywhere across the country, the and the reporters are, are, are some of their best soldiers uh, on the front line. Yeah, and, I've, and I've, I, I, yeah, you're right, and I think that, that um, okay. even Thank some you. people in the media, like myself, didn't really know how bad it was. Um, because I'm not in D.C. and other people aren't. We're going about our daily lives or whatever, and you, we don't really see what's behind the scenes. But I got to look at people like Bill Crystal and go, what? Although, you know, his dad w was Irving Crystal and, and all that. But, you know, I think the American people are starting to wise up a little bit to the role of the media as being a part of the establishment. But I think something else that's kind of different uh, this, this cycle is we've got a presidential candidate who... Uh, it isn't doesn't fear the media. He doesn't fear what the media is going to say about him the next day. He he cares about changing and and learning from mistakes and adjusting his style a little bit to for the voters. But he is not at all threatened by the media in the way Romney and the way the rest of the Republican Party are. They're so scared, and that makes them. And, and even Ted Cruz. You, that's one of the reasons why Trump beat the the previous sixteen, is because you know he's willing. To, the rest of them are so scared to, that they become scripted because they're so. So concerned they're in defense mode prematurely so we've got for the first time in a long time that i can remember we've got a presidential candidate that's willing to own the media in a way that none of them were um I, i've only got about a minute left i want to touch briefly on the conversation with trump that he had today with the christian leaders because you know there was a lot of talk a while back that you know there that the evangelicals were going to stay home if trump got the nomination i think he's making some smart moves there 
there because, you know, when the word coming out of that meeting is that um, two things he pointed out were really critical. He talked about SCOTUS. Once again, he has put forth a list of names and he is guaranteeing that he is going to nominate constitutional conservatives. And he also talked about repealing the IRS and the law that makes it possible for them to put the jackboot of tyranny onto uh, religious institutions that you know one little word out of their mouth and they're gonna lose their taxism status. Those two things are key, key critical. Agree? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I would agree 100%. And I think that Trump has shown uh, that he's unifying the Republican Party. This was a big step in bringing social conservatives, many of whom had already been behind his campaign, but also uh, a lot of whom had been skeptical of him throughout the course of the primary, had been backing Senator Cruz or some of the other candidates. And I think he's, he's bringing them into the tent. I think that, you know, having these conversations is helpful. And I think you're going to see more of that in the coming weeks and months. Awesome. Well, I hope I see more of you here on the Andrea K Show. Matt, thanks for being with me tonight. Yeah, anytime. All right, have a good one. Okay, now we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about uh, another area that's a passion of me. It's protecting children. So stay tuned because we've got more of the Andrea K Show on the other side of the break. My guy, Steph Watts, is going to be here. Stay tuned, everybody. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. When something is well designed, you don't have to think about it. It just works beautifully. When it comes to powering your home, SunPower Equinox just works. It's the only complete home solar system with everything designed to work perfectly together from Sun to Switch. With the most powerful and attractive panels available, solar cells built for efficiency and durability, and microinverter technology that maximizes power production at each panel, the SunPower Equinox system turns more sunlight into energy while resting seamlessly on your roof. It works beautifully overhead and in the palm of your hand. One company, one warranty, one complete home solar system. Now available with five-star rated service from Jmar Power Systems. Simply go to freesolarquote.com to request an appointment. Demand better solar. Jmar Power, a SunPower premier dealer. Go to freesolarquote.com. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com. P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Having a great time tonight here, and I'm super excited about my next guest. It's been too long since he's been on here, but he has been ratting the roads all over everywhere. 
um, doing some incredible background work. I can't wait to see what he's got coming up. Um, before I get into that, though, uh, Steph Watts joins me. I mentioned that before the break. I guess I need to mention it now. Hey, Steph, welcome back to the Andrew K. Show. Thank you, Andrew. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, although I wish it was a little bit more upbeat mm-hmm. kind of content, but those who know me mm-hmm. and know me well know that I'm always... Um, it, I've always been fascinated by true crime stories because I think that it does such a service uh, to the victims and to their families and helping them bring closure and um, oftentimes closing cold cases and, and bringing the, the bad guys to justice. And so, and I was especially thinking about it today when an old friend and coworker of mine was found guilty of murder, mm. um, which um, has ties to the fact that he um, perpetrated a fraud on the government to get $500 million in government money. So I got to thinking about that. It's one reason why I reached out to you because I was already like upset about that. And then I find out about Michael Jackson. Yeah. Steph, 2003, and we're just now finding out that this man had stockpiles of some of the most perverse child pornography, including animal cruelty, and it was all over his house. Yeah, Andrew, here's the most disturbing thing for me, that this raid, this was from the 2003 raid that they based the 2005 trial on that he was acquitted. So my question is, why was this evidence not presented at trial? This evidence would have been the nail in the coffin to put Michael Jackson behind bars. The most disturbing thing to me is the system that's created to protect the children left them down in this case. They had this in their grips, and we're just hearing about this 16 years later. It makes absolutely no sense to me and it's absolutely infuriating do you happen to know anybody who was involved in in um in the prosecution at the time i know it was a long time ago but you've got your tentacles i mean you know people all over in, in law enforcement I, I don't. Um, I know the uh, assistant, uh, the current senior assistant district attorney, Ron Zonin, uh, has come out and uh, spoken very uh, um, boldly against uh, these uh, these images that have been found, but too little, too late. You know, now all these images are is sensational news stories and not really able to protect uh, the children that were harmed. In, yeah, in the it, of these images. Yeah, in fact, I saw an article on Daily Caller, and there was a picture of him and Muhammad Hadid with. Anwar Hadid and people who who follow the entertainment industry understand that that Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid's brother, he's also a model, and uh, that's the ex-husband and the son of... Real Housewives of of Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, and I'm and he he was in the picture of other children, and then it said that five kids at the time, five boys, were alleged to have been molested. I don't know if he was one of them, but what we and and, and my heart goes out to I just one thing that makes me crazy is the way we don't protect children mm-hmm. in this and country. Some of those children, and if I can interrupt you, were his own nephews. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. And and we had other reports have come out. I don't know that I want to say that this is this is systemic in Hollywood in the entertainment industry, but that is kind of what's starting to leak out out of Hollywood. That mm-hmm. this isn't just about there's a reason why he, he that this was withheld from the public and I don't believe that it was just because it was Michael Jackson. I think that it's kind of across the board maybe in Hollywood in the entertainment industry and we've got to get that needs to be busted open there needs to be just like there was investigations into the adult movie industry and what was going on there there needs to be some serious investigations into what's happening with children around celebrities because parents are bringing their kids around celebrities trusting their kids with these celebrities and this is the kind of thing that can happen 
Right. Well, as you know, I'm currently working on the John Benet Ramsey case, but I'm also working on Bill Cosby. And you're going to see a similar pattern in the Bill Cosby case, as you're seeing here. Cover-ups, power, privilege, and justice at work, and um, people being paid off, uh, uh, several, several allegations of uh, rape by women, several of them underage, and um, swept under the rug by the Hollywood machine. Well, this is the real war on children, and it's not really being reported on. Thank you so much for what you do to get these stories told. Now, I do got to talk about John Benet Ramsey. That is a case that has haunted me for and, and many people because it was just so horrific. Many people thought that the mother was involved in that. I'm not really sure why um, it's coming back into the news. What can you tell us? Well, as you know, this December, Andrew, is the 20th anniversary of the murder of John Benet Ramsey. I hate to use the word anniversary in reference to the murder. And now, please understand, 20 years later, this case is still considered open and an active investigation. I'm actually down here in Boulder, Colorado, as I'm speaking to you now, and I've never seen people so divided on a story, the people that I've been speaking to. And I'm going to have some great people on my ID special. It's going to be three hours over three consecutive nights, and I'm bringing you people from inside the investigation. People from the original DA's office who have never spoken, mm. friends of Patsy and John Ramsey's, the photographers that took some of those crazy images that you've seen. These are all people that had first-hand contact. The housekeeper who worked for them that are going to finally come forward and tell their stories as to what they think happened and, more importantly, what they saw and what they know. Um, I remember a note that people believe that Patsy wrote. Mm-hmm. But then there was supposedly some other information that came out that said that a handwriting analysis. You know, I don't remember all the details, but I just remember what I remember the most is that the police completely mishandled the investigation. They did not separate them and, and they didn't search the house as well as they, they, they could have and should have. And there was so much that was uh, was destroyed in terms of evidence at the time and not handled properly. That do you really think that the case can be solved? You know, it's, it's an interesting question. It's a question that I've been asking to former law enforcement people down here and people close to the case, and everybody feels that this case can be solved if they go back to the beginning. There was crucial errors, as you said, that, are, are, that can't be reversed. John Ramsey removing the body, mm-hmm. uh, the crime scene, people allowed in and out, the parents not being separated. And as far as the ransom note, let's remember, Patsy Ramsey was always inconclusive in regards to that hand. Writing. No, John was cleared, Burke was cleared, but Patsy Ramsey right. was never cleared of actually mm-hmm. writing that note. It was always inconclusive in regards to the handwriting on that note. Well, when are we going to be able to see your specials? Um, I don't have a definite date. You know, you're going to be the first to know. We you are going to, you know, a lot of people are doing this story. We're going to be first out of the gate. I'm hoping end of September, that's going to be on the Investigation Discovery Network. I'm doing three hours, Andrea. Back to back, three nights in a row, so you better get out your popcorn. I I'll will. certainly tell you when that's going to be in uh, I'll come back on and we can talk about it right before Awesome. There. Last question before I let you go. I should yeah. have asked this before about Michael Jackson. If there's some kind of prosecute, prosecutorial error like this to where evidence should have been brought forward and wasn't, um, is there any kind of repercussion that a, that a prosecutor can face for that? Well, I think that's a good question. I mean, they, they would have to look into um, potential prose- uh, prosecutorial misconduct. Was Now, did they know about this stuff? And as I, I call it, the politics of murder and crime, did they negotiate to not allow this evidence in? If it was done above the board and it was agreed by both sides, which I find hard to believe, then no. But if, if this was swept under the rug and, and power, privilege, and justice was at work, I believe that there should be an investigation and, and we may see um, some potential charges. All right. Well, yeah. we'll keep our eye on it and you'll have to come back and report on that. Will you promise? Yes. 
All right. Promise. All Y'all right. Got me. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Talk at you soon. Bye bye. Bye now. All right. Shifting gears from Boulder all the way across the pond. But before I do that, I got to reiterate how crazy it makes me that we don't care about children in this country. We've got a left, particularly those two hours ahead uh, uh, north of me in Hollywood, that love to do all these public service announcements and criticize conservatives and Republicans and of, of being the haters and women's rights and that the left loves minorities and cares about the, the least among us. And they do nothing to protect children. Whether they're in the womb or whether they're 12 years old and being preyed upon on a movie set. Real war on children makes me crazy. And when, and some, when something like that happens to them, they're destroyed forever. Um, speaking of destruction, I got to shift gears now. I'm trying to find a segue to get over to the UK. We got to talk Brexit, okay? Um, uh, Great Britain is going to the polls on Thursday to decide whether or not to stay in the European Union. And a lawmaker was actually murdered. And what was interesting for, by somebody who wanted them to stay, it's gotten to where there's the Remain and there's the Leaves. So a Remain guy who wants them to stay in the EU murders this lawmaker, and the polls immediately went to, well, maybe we should stay here, stay in the EU, which you know is shocking to me that that's, that's how far Britain has sank in terms of being bullied into submission by terrorists like that. But polls have kind of turned around. It looks at this point is that the ends are at... Um, 45 and the outs are at 44 so it's closing up so no actually it's switched and it's 45 42 but it's still kind of neck and neck here's what it's about it's about kind of similar there's a great article written by james herson and he basically explains that what this is really about over there the decision there is kind of exactly what's going on here in america because you've got citizens over there saying you parties have let us down you dragged us into this european union And it's gotten us nothing but 600,000 more immigrants that want to come here and take us over from within. We've gotten nothing economically out of it. Go to his uh, James Herson's article, uh, jamesherson.com, and he's got a great article. Here's a couple of numbers. In 2015, Britain made an annual payment to the EU of $13 billion, and they received back $4.5 billion. Uh, the EU, um, they export $60 billion more than they import from the UK. Uh, and in return, the UK gets tariff-free access to the EU markets. Um, but in return, over 60% of the laws impacting the UK are made in Brussels rather than London. So what's happened is the left over there, in order to pursue a one-world government, promised them the world of how great it was going to be to be a part of the EU. And what it ended up being was no borders, exactly what the left is trying to do to us here. No borders, no, with the TPP, no borders, uh, economic instability, bad trade deals, and a destruction of a national identity. So the Britain pe- British people are saying, you know, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. So, of course, the left over there is trying to fear monger them and tell them, oh, my gosh, if you do this, everybody's going to lose their home. It's going to be complete chaos, which is a bunch of crap, because, oh, by the way, they're now going to they're the fifth, the world's fifth largest economy. If, if other economies like the sixth largest economy and the seventh largest economy in the world can handle not being a part of the EU, can handle being their own nation and, of, and their own economy, then Britain can certainly go back to it. So this just, that's what the left always does. The, this, is, this is the liberal economic plan. They have policies that don't work, that they destroy free market capitalist systems. 
and they justify it by saying, well, we just didn't go far enough. And you better, you, you, and, and if you try to go to the way of any kind of independence, and this is the same mindset, what they try to put over on this, whether it's an individual or whether it's a nation, it's all about community. It's all about a centralized control telling you that if there's a centralized power, your life's going to be better in spite of the fact that it never is. And it's worse. So we need to keep our eye on that. I'm hoping that the people will wise up and see the truth just like here and say, we don't need a one world government. We don't need our nation destroyed by immigrants who want to come here and can't assimilate. We need to be able to make laws for ourselves in our own nation. The TPP, by the way, gave other countries. We now have a court that gets to decide uh, some of the laws for our businesses here. That's what's at stake for both Britain and here in America. It's about a nation having its own borders. It's about a nation having its own identity. It's about a nation having its own ability to make laws for itself. It's about a nation having its own economic independence and being able to negotiate trade deals that are in its own country's best interest. That's what's at stake at Britain in Brexit. And that's what's at stake here. Got to take like a skinny, tiny little break. And when I come back, we're going to keep talking business. We're going to talk to Kalyan Pokola. This segment is called What's in a Name? You're going to want to stay tuned for this. Huge mistake so many small business owners make. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to experience the magnificent beauty of the Sistine Chapel, the historic Western Wall in Jerusalem, and the beauty of the Greek island of Santorini while sailing pristine waters on a five-star cruise ship, your opportunity now awaits to discover for yourself cities of antiquity and the origins of culture and faith. A journey awaits you this fall on the footsteps of the Apostles' Mediterranean Cruise, September 22nd through October 9th. For more information, visit am1170theanswer.com. Hi, my name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com. P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Ooh, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. A little salt and pepper. Maybe that's what I should call this next segment when I got my guy Call Yon Pokola from Pokola Law on. I should call this the salt and pepper segment. Right, Call Yon? Salt and pepper segment, but we're both we're, we're both so so young and youthful looking. Salt and pepper thinks I need just for men. <laughs> no, salt and pepper's the rappers that's playing in the I background know, because you're pushing it, <laughs> pushing it real good. All right, so I'm I'm calling this this uh, segment with you tonight the what's in a name segment, and I would quote Shakespeare, but I can't remember it. I hated studying Shakespeare. But why is the name of a business so important? Well, everybody knows McDonald's, right? Right. Best Buy. 
these names are crucial to a consumer, a customer, a, cl- a potential client, knowing who you are, and knowing right from the start that that's the quality uh, that you know you're expecting. You're expecting a quarter pounder with cheese. Uh, you're expecting the Best Buy storefront, etc. So with my clients, I mean, when they come up with their new business and they want to start their name, one thing they make sure of is that their name isn't taken, and their name isn't taken by anything substantially similar that's in the same local area because you, they don't want to create a lawsuit right to start. Well, define local area because of a friend of mine in Louisiana had a business and right. there was no other business with that name. I think in her metropolitan area, a business with the same name out of New York filed a lawsuit against her. And I think it eventually put her out of business. So, I mean, how far reaching do you have to go with this? And how do you well, do and how do you do the search? Reaching. Okay. And I think if you, you know, if you look, if you search the trademark, if you hire an attorney to, you know, search the trademark database or use trusty Google yourself to look and see if there are any names that are substantially similar. I mean, if your client was doing business in, you know, in, if your friend was doing business in Louisiana, I don't know the particulars of Louisiana law or New York law, but in California, you know, uh, it's pretty easy that you can go on the Secretary of State website and check what different company names there are. And you can also ask if you go down to the local county, for example, San Diego County, if you want to get a fictitious business name, uh, they won't give you a name that's identical to one of your, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of somebody close to you. So really, I mean, what you're trying to do is you're trying to prep yourselves to make sure that what you're coming up with a business name isn't encroaching on anybody else's right. Because they got, they have to protect their name. McDonald's has to protect their name. Right. And even if you don't have a lot of money, you gotta, you gotta protect your name because you don't want somebody mistaking your business, your competitor's right. business for yours. Now, what because about e? low quality, they can make you look bad. Right. Now, what about e-commerce? Because you can, you could find out that there's no other business in your town, and so the the city gives you a license to to operate under that name. But there is one in another town. You're both selling products and services that get shipped out all over the country. Is I guess as long as you don't have the same domain name, and you know whoever registers the domain name first on the internet for the e-commerce site gets it first. But is there anything in terms of shipping products crossing lines that becomes an issue? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're shipping products across across state lines, then you really should look into getting a trademark. Uh, and because if you can get a trademark, then you could protect yourself from the name. And most importantly, you could protect yourself from uh, people who are going to try to use the name in the future, as well as people who are using it after you. Um, now, a big issue is who started using it first. If you start using it first, you're usually in the clear. But that doesn't stop people from trying to start lawsuits that you know cost a lot of money. So if you follow, if you follow those, you know, if you follow those rules, you follow those the common sense things, making sure your name's not taken by anybody else, checking consistently, finding a trademark attorney and trademarking your name, incorporating with that name, and you know, making sure you have a fictitious business license if you're, you know, operating as a sole proprietor, all these things can really help you because your name is is exactly your business. It's right. your customers know you as. 
and it's worth its weight in gold. Well, yeah, because you don't want to. You don't want to spend. I don't even know what the average cost of a startup is in San Diego. San Diego is such an entrepreneurial town. For those of you listening that aren't from San Diego, you guys may not have any idea. We're, people think of us as a surfer town. This is an entrepreneurial town. We have amazing business incubator start startup incubator support here from you know venture capitalists. This is a startup town. I don't know what the average cost of a startup is, but you don't want people. The reason why I wanted to do the segment is we don't want people to just get. They've got a dream and they want to launch a business and they invest a million dollars in it and then it ends up they're in a lawsuit because they've used the wrong name somehow. So how can people get a hold of you and have you help them with, with this? Well, you can find me at my website at pokoalaw.com. That's P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. And you can also email me at info at pokoalaw.com and I'd be happy to listen to any of your take any of your questions and work with you. All righty. Thanks for calling in tonight, Salt. Or no, you're Peppa. You're Peppa. I'm salt. You want to be salt? No. Well, shouldn't it be like a a mind screw? And you should be you should be pepper, and I should be salt. Okay, whatever whatever you want it. Salt and Peppa. All right, call you on. Have a great night. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. In the time we have left, I want to make sure I've got one more final story I wanted to do, but I want to make sure we have enough time. So DJ Carrot Sticks, make sure I got enough time to get to my last week's fool, this week's tool uh, segment. But last night, one of the things I was talking about in terms of propaganda and what's going on out there is uh, the media. Um, Facebook took down Pamela Geller's Stop the Islamization of America page. Um, you know, Facebook has been censoring people for a while, but it's gotten worse and worse and worse. There's more media stories. Uh, one guy who, who I guess is a game maker out of, out of Silicon Valley on Twitter, he posted a very innocuous, I mean, it wasn't even bombastic tweet that we needed to start it. We needed to start investigating mosques and they suspended him from Twitter. There's, um, you know, more and more reports coming out every day from the media censoring and you know that's not something that I'm hearing a whole lot of people we kind of talk about as conservatives Um, I heard another report today and finally somebody's kind of pushing back not related so much to to that kind of censorship with Islam but a report came out from this white TV anchor she was fired because she dared to suggest that on a report there was a there was a shooting at a backyard barbecue a mass shooting uh, with six dead in an African community a majority of a black bureau and she dared to um, talk about profiling and describing that since you know typically it's black on black crime uh, describing that it was likely somebody in their 20s uh, multiple siblings she kind of went through like a FBI profile kind of thing they fired her and they fired her because some uh, um black some black community group came in and put pressure on the tv station to fire her and um then she pushed back the federation some uh black media federation put pressure to fire her and uh so then she filed a lawsuit for civil rights good on her because she's saying you know what if she wasn't white if it was a black person who said that she wouldn't have been fired or if she had said that about white people she wouldn't have been fired so i want to keep watch on this because this is the first time that i've heard of um somebody pushing back against the political correctness of the media and filing a civil rights lawsuit for being white. Love that. Last week's fool, this week's tool, I got to give it to, it's actually a tie, to Loretta Lynch and Paul Ryan. I don't know which one is the bigger fool and which one's the bigger tool. Loretta Lynch for doing a Susan Rice impersonation and going around, I mean, uh, multiple days now. 
peeing on our leg and trying to tell us it's raining with this propaganda crap. And then to make it even worse today, the way to fight radical Islam is through love. And then, you know, losing track of the, of the wife. It's astounding. Or, or, or Paul Ryan threatening to sue Donald Trump for wanting to stop and do what he can do to stop radical Islam. For Paul Ryan, as, as Tucker Carlson basically said at this point, he's working on behalf of Hillary Clinton with the way that he's constantly going against Trump, re- refusing to give support to him. So that's my, that's my awards for last week's Fool, this week's Tool. Hey, I'm here every Monday night, 8 p.m., AM 1170 KCBQ. My podcast is going to be up. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. I'm on my website. Um, I told you guys last night about I've been asked to be on a panel for a TV show with Wayne Allen Root. We're going to be shooting the pilot in August. And I've also got some more announcements for the Andrea K Show and upcoming in about the same week or so. So anyway, love you all. Thanks for sharing this time with me. Thank you to Matthew Boyle. Thank you to Steph Watts. Thank you to Carl Yampokola. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have a great night, everybody. That's what you want to do. Here come bad news talking this and that. Yeah. Well, give me all you got and don't hold it back. I should probably warn you I'll be just fine. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.